Welcome to Singing in Harmony with Heaven, a podcast in which we explore the ever-youthful, living tradition of Catholic sacred music and its renewal in the Church and our world today. The Art of Renewal, Part 3. Today we will be examining the third and final key in the art of the renewal of sacred music. The three keys which I have proposed again are number one, our ongoing personal conversion, number two, the pursuit of wisdom in regard to sacred liturgical music, and number three, the faithful application of this wisdom by each person within his or her sphere of authority and responsibility. Certainly, one could reflect, write, and speak at much greater length about each of these, and in the coming year or two, I will return to them as we explore the many other facets of Catholic liturgical music and its renewal. But for now, let's look more closely at the third key, which again is the diligent application of this wisdom regarding sacred music and its renewal. While it is closely related to the first two keys, it nevertheless represents a distinct door through which we must enter. And as obvious as it may seem, this essential step can be very difficult and easy to dismiss in the face of the numerous conflicts we may face. Indeed, if we take seriously the call to conversion and wisdom, do we expect our life and work to be easy? Will we not rather be frequently called to swim vigorously against the current of popular trends and ways of thinking. But this is the way of enduring joy and peace, and it is the way of integrity and Christian discipleship. Let's look at how this applies to people in various positions. I'm going to speak here as if somehow we could all be gathered together for an important family conversation in one large living room. First, dear bishops and priests, you are the ones who have been given the authority and responsibility to lead the rest of us, step by step, in the way of conversion, wisdom, and renewal, including the renewal of sacred music. We know that you face many difficulties, and that in today's world, the path of fidelity is also often the path of a kind of martyrdom. But to the best of our humble capacities, Empowered by grace, many of us desire to stand with you and support you on this path of fidelity. And in the midst of your great challenges, please let us share the burden of these challenges and let us know the specific ways in which we can be of the most assistance. Secondly, I'm speaking to music directors and church musicians. And I, here I'm speaking mainly to the younger among us is for veterans, the things which I say here might very well seem to be obvious. The frame in which you must work is docility to the explicit and implicit guidelines laid down by your pastor. At the same time, you have the responsibility to provide the pastor with much-needed input from your own study, training, and experience. If the pastor places his confidence in your well-formed perspective, if he's willing to work closely with you on prudential decisions, 
And if he provides his steady support in the face of political pressures, you have a great opportunity to make significant progress in the task of renewal. We will be addressing many of the practical aspects of this work in more detail over the coming months. If, at the other extreme, you and the pastor are unable to establish such a healthy working relationship, there is likely to be a deep tension that most likely will result either in your dismissal or your resignation or in a state of chronic disharmony. In the latter case, the serious music director may become ironically the most handicapped player in this work of renewal. But even in this awkward, if not agonizing, situation, you can still contribute to the work of renewal in the universal church, certainly through your prayer and the offering to God of your sufferings that are being endured. But in many cases, and as time permits, there can also be wonderful opportunities to engage in associations, other liturgies, and events outside of one's official duties, through which one can find support and the occasion for fruitful work. Finally, I'm speaking to the lay faithful, you who are not involved directly in liturgical music of your parish, but who wish to contribute to this work of renewal. By your fidelity in the first two keys, in personal, your own personal conversion and in your pursuit of wisdom regarding sacred music, you become a source of edification, wisdom, and encouragement for others. You become a light that can illuminate others as you humbly but graciously engage clergy, musicians, and other parishioners in fruitful conversation. And regardless of whether or not you are a musician, you can become a bearer of the logos of sacred music. That is to say, it's reasonable and well-ordered principles, which by their beauty and truth can help others to find their way forward. Finally, in summary, the art of the renewal of Catholic sacred music is one in which all of us can participate through the three efficacious keys described above, our commitment to personal conversion, our pursuit of wisdom regarding sacred music, and our faithful application of these in our own proper sphere of responsibility. Bishops, priests, and church musicians all have a solemn duty to lead everyone else in this renewal with integrity. All of the faithful are invited to contribute to it according to their capacities and circumstances. As mentioned earlier, we know that our fidelity does not guarantee success in worldly terms. But it does give us the firm assurance that at the end of the day, we can be at peace for having done our own part well. I love the way my friend and colleague David Clayton puts it, quote, Every single one of us, ordinary Catholics leading ordinary lives, can be extraordinary people following our supernatural and joyful calling, leading others onto the way of beauty. Unquote. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to receiving your input and questions. And until next time, let's keep praying with great confidence and hope in God. Oh,